What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Theology and Worship Podcast. We exist to equip worshipers for spirit and truth worship. Man, I am so pumped about today's podcast because not only is it the beginning of season three, finally, but it is also the launch of my YouTube channel, and I'm actually going to be making video versions of each of these podcasts now that you can find at the YouTube channel. Just search Tyson Morlet, T-Y-S-O-N-M-O-R-L-E-T up in YouTube, and you can find my brand new YouTube channel. It's so new. I think it has like six subscribers right now. So go subscribe, and you can get all kinds of content. Not only are we going to be uh, housing the podcast there now, but also uh, there are a bunch of uh, videos about What Into War, my recent book, and just tips for a healthier, uh, more gospel-centered marriage. But not only that, but we're also going to be putting um, content that is only for the YouTube channel on that channel. So I'm, I'm excited. It's going to be fun. And you know what? It's just going to be fun. I'm just excited about doing something that's cool and new. Today I wanted to get into for our season three, version one, our episode one here, I wanted to get into this idea of how do we overcome discouragement? Now, you're like me. I'm an artist. That's why I'm in this room right now with lights and trying to make a video because I just like creating things. I like, you know, putting things together and putting it out there to encourage people and strengthen people. And you're like me. Uh, God has called you to be an artist. And so you're creative and you're creating things. But with that comes opening yourself up to criticism. Right. And when you open yourself up to criticism, man, that can be discouraging. And so how do we overcome that discouragement? How do we press through that and keep on going into where and who God is calling us to be? As I was thinking through this, the verse Romans 828 came to mind. Famous verse. Slap it on a bumper sticker. Uh, you know, your pastor is definitely going to use this uh, a Sunday coming up. You as a worship leader might have used this in between songs, you know, introducing like an old Chris Kilala song or something. I don't know. But man, Romans 8.28, all things work together for good, right? This is a famous verse. As I'm thinking through this, though, what is the good? What are we talking about? Is the good that God just actually brings us out of these hard circumstances? Is the good that God shields us and creates a barrier or a hedge of protection around us to keep us from discouragement? As, as, as I'm understanding this verse, I, I, don't think, I don't think that's what it means, actually. Um, and I want to put Romans 8 in the context of the book of Romans, right? So Paul writes this book, a letter to the church in Rome. And what I love about this letter is it's really meant to be read in one sitting, and if you can, you should try and just sit down and read the book of Romans. It'll take you less than an hour to read it from start to finish, believe it or not. But what I love about it is it is a concise uh, telling and ex explanation of the entire gospel. It starts with the fact that all humans are guilty. It doesn't matter if you're Jew or Gentile. It doesn't matter your religious affiliation. We stand guilty before God. But God has done something to save us, right? Because the penalty of that was death. God has done something to save us. Namely, he has exchanged our place with Jesus's place. And so he's actually uh, put Jesus in our place to take the wrath of God. And now what was, what was Jesus's is now given to us, the riches, riches of righteousness. And, uh, you know, he did this while we were at enmity with him. I mean, this is what Romans unpacks. He puts the spirit of God in us. And now there's this war that's happening inside of us between flesh and spirit. And that's that Romans seven passage where 
Paul's talking about, you know, I, the things I hate are the things I'm doing, the things I love are the things I'm not doing. And he's having this inner turmoil and struggle about it. And then it pops us into the end of Romans 7, where he says, wretched man that I am, who will save me from this body of death? And he said, my thanks be to Jesus Christ. Jesus is the one who sets us free and saves us. Then Romans 8 begins, there is now no condemnation for those who believe, right? So this is where Romans 8.28 finds itself packed into this moment where God is, is explaining the gospel. Not only are we now set free from our sin and shame, but now we're actually adopted into his family and we are sons and daughters. So now understand we are adopted into God's family. And this is where Romans 8.28 is. Okay, now as sons and daughters, the verse says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Okay, so we're sons, we're daughters. God has accomplished this through the one and only Jesus Christ. We love him. We can trust him. He's brought us and called us according to a purpose. Therefore, all things work together for good. Now look what the next verse says. What is the good? For those whom he foreknew... He also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. This is the good. The good is that you might look like Jesus. God is willing that you go through hardship, that you go through discouragement, that you might come through it, not around it. And you look more like Jesus in the process. That's the good. That's what he's doing. That's the purpose here. It's for the conforming you to the image of God's son. You know, I started uh, playing chess with my seven-year-old every night and um, we're trying to make a ritual of it. And I'm teaching her, you know, what the, what the pieces do and a knight moves in an L and a bishop moves in a diagonal. And I'm trying to play with her every single night. And honestly, I'm winning. I'm, I'm kicking her butt actually, because she's seven, you know, and I'm 37. Um, I've got a little bit of a head start. Now, when I'm looking at her across the chessboard. I'm not just thinking about a seven-year-old symphony, but I'm thinking about an, uh, an 11-year-old, a 12-year-old, a 15-year-old, an 18-year-old, a 20-year-old, a 25-year-old version of symphony. And I want her to be able to look at this board. I want her to be able to strategize the movement of her opponent. I want her to learn how to, honestly, I want her to learn how to lose well, and I want her to learn how to win well. And, you know, she's learning about losing right now because I'm not, I don't let her win in, in, in chess like I do in checkers often, you know, because I want her to understand what it is like to lose. So I've I've actually come up with this phrase and I have her repeat it back to me at the end of every game. Losing is not losing. It's learning. Losing is not losing. It's learning. And as I'm playing with symphony, I understand that I have a plan. I have a path. I have a purpose. I have this thing that I've called her to. I don't care if she loves chess. You know, that would be awesome if she does, but I'm trying to create in her leadership and strategy and the ability to to be a, a victor and bring other people into that victor victory uh, uh willing to take a defeat and understanding that she can learn from it and become better because of it man that's the same thing that god is doing with us as his future leaders isn't it look how this ends here in verse 30 and those whom he predestined he also called and those whom he called he also justified and those whom he justified, he also glorified. 
Notice the tense there. It's all in the past tense. God sees it as a done deal. God sees who you are today, but he also sees who he's conforming you to be in the end. He sees your your weaknesses now, but he's going to bring you through discouragement and criticism and failure and success and victory that you might get to who you're becoming. So you can trust him from his perspective. It's a done deal. He already sees you as glorified. You might be looking at yourself right now saying there is nothing glorious about this right now, but he sees it as a finished work. Man, when he looks at you, he looks at Jesus. He sees Jesus and he's got you on the path and the journey to becoming more like him. So guess what, guys? Losing is not losing. It's learning. Discouragement is just for a season that we might be encouraged to become better and stronger leaders. Man, that is so good. So wonderful. Hey, if you've enjoyed this at all, I want to encourage you guys to hit the subscribe button, which is there or there. I don't know. This is my first video I've ever done. I'm going to figure out where it is after this. Um, and, and, you know, just join the channel and uh, become part of this community. Um, not only uh, is the YouTube channel going to have the podcast, but there's actually going to be a community section where you can write in questions, man. If there's a topic you'd love to hear about, or if there's a question that you have, write it in there. Um, I will either make a video about that question, responding to it, or I will respond right there, uh, depending on if I can, you know, keep it around 10 minutes or not. Anyways, love you guys. Thanks for locking in season three, YouTube. This is cool. I'm so excited.